0: Hello. She was a level-headed dancer on the road to What's up, out everybody? The Love them this week's episode. I was just a Hunter is here. We are looking forward to the uh, Big 12 tournament, the NCAA tournament, and what we can take from the recent losses, uh, and then what what we shouldn't take from the recent losses, uh, and then we tackle some random. Uh, questions about football and Red Raider sports basketball games at the end. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do, make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They are the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online, and it's easy, and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at p r m i at com through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com, or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right. We are I'm here with birthday boy Hunter Davidson. Big fondue night ahead of him tonight. Yeah. So how old how old are you gonna be, Hunter? 30, 28, 20 30,
1: Thirty-two.
0: 32. There yeah. We go. Nice. That's that's what I that's what I like to hear. That's how old I am. Same age. On this podcast. Yeah.
1: Were you at, when were you at Tech? Uh
0: 2000 uh, I I took a couple of years to get there, so I was there 2011. The spring of 2011. Did you live in Warsaw? I have a it would be a whole other podcast on how right. I got there. So <laughs> we
1: had we had some overlap. I was there from 08 to 15.
0: Wait, that's a long time.
1: Yeah, I went I uh, yeah, went to school, a couple different schools, tech undergrad, then I went to law school. So ah, seven, seven years.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, anyway, that's not this is not a podcast about our lives, um, or yeah. the degrees we got. Although that could be a pretty interesting podcast. Um, <clears throat> but we are here to talk about a basketball team um that um has not had the best run of things since we last recorded. Um, let's see, they got the Kansas State win to finish perfect at home. Um, even that wasn't pretty at times, although you got it done, and then the the rest has just been a chore to watch. Um, which kind of gets us to what we want to talk about, and it's just as you go into the Big 12 tournament like on Thursday what what's your feeling around the team? are you feeling optimistic are you feeling bad <laughs> are, you, are you doom and gloom how's it how is it for you
1: well i mean i think it's fair to say we've played three of our worst games you know to end the season mm-hmm. and so from 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 that standpoint it's not ideal yeah <laughs> um but i'm not i think we are it's we still kind of are who, who we thought we were uh, really the, the whole season I think we're um, let me let me pull it up because I we have the this is some good podcasting as I pull up my circa and this is I've said this before but if you want to win money <clears throat> excuse me betting you need to have the circa Colorado app downloaded on your phone yeah this is circa they take the biggest limits from for at least within in the United States. They have the best numbers and by best numbers, meaning the sharpest numbers. And so if you, if you're ever wanting to make a bet, if you look on their app and look at the line, if you can get a better number than what they have you should probably do it. Yeah. Uh, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams with better odds than tech to win it all. And yeah. the, the seventh team is, it's like a hair better than us, Kansas Actually, and so I mean, I think that's about who we are. We're kind of in that um, ninth to twelfth, thirteenth range. And had we, you know, it's it's been a fresh, frustrating for most. And finish. Had we have not had a frustrating end to the season, we would be a two seed and like a top five team. And it's kind of like um, on one hand. Was that a, is that a reasonable expectation for you to not be frustrated? Yeah. You know, like, would we, a top five season, be the only thing that would keep you from being frustrated? Like, so on one hand, that seems unreasonable. But on the other hand, um, I don't, it's not that unreasonable, right? Because we were good enough to have won those games. But one thing I, I noticed, and I couldn't even, I can't find it. Um, you know, we, in the last game, Oklahoma State, we allowed 0.84 points per possession. And I can't. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great defensive performance. And then in our loss to Iowa State, we allowed 0. 0.77 points per possession. And I, those are the lowest, that's the best defensive performances that I can find for tech basketball in a loss. And then, you know, two of them in one season. Um, and I think that's kind of a indicative of the kind of team we have that uh, we can play defense at that high of a level and still pull off a way to lose. Now the Iowa state one, you know, yeah, you can of, almost
0: throw that entire game out just yeah, based there's, off.
1: There's an asterisk there, but uh, there is an asterisk there, but, um, you know, a lot of those guys play for us and still, and, and, you know, when if McCullough isn't there or if Shannon tweaks his back or, you know, Bacho has four straight turnovers, which he did against Oklahoma state. And you yeah. can't find a way to get on the floor. I mean, that, in a lot of ways that does kind of resemble some of the, the team we have right now. And and we play that that uh, seven guys a lot, but anyways, yeah, I think that's uh, an issue for this team. And, and we've talked about it for, for a while, but we, we are a top 10 ish team and have a legitimate chance to, to make a deep run. I know people it's hard to, to believe, but I mean, um, this is as good of a position as we've ever been in going in with the regular season over, uh, and going into the tournament you can't deny that
0: I guess my my concern would be are we a top 10 team or do we have a top 10 resume because I don't think when I watch the games contrary to popular opinion I don't see a top 10 team right now I did earlier but I don't see that now and so I don't know like I don't, I, it's hard to square those two things in my mind. Like, I, I understand where we are in the bracket. I understand where we are in the rate, the rankings. I understand all those things. But I also watch the game, and I, I see us seemingly, you know, forgetting how to play offense at all, like not even being able to throw a pass to another player on the team, <laughs> you know, when the game is in the balance. Like, even, even against Kansas State, I mean, that was a pretty ticky-tack call on, I can't even remember, I think that was uh, a gift. Yes. Uh, was it Malik's it was, arms? I believe. Yeah. It was our
1: last possession.
0: I mean, and that should have been a turnover with Iowa or with Kansas state going down to win the game. And yet we got lucky and bailed out by a call or, or we're talking about, you know, possibly four straight losses. Three. Yes. Sorry. Three.
1: Yeah. To, an- to answer your question, I think we have not looked like that in the last two weeks. Yeah. And then in the month before that, you know, when you beat a pretty good TCU team by double digits, you beat Baylor at home, you win in Austin, and then you beat Oklahoma by 75 or whatever it was. We, <laughs> yes. we, looked, we looked like a top three team
0: there. Yeah. So oh, for probably sure. yeah probably in the
1: middle. You know, I guess what's interesting about fan psychology is during that streak of games or during the stretch of games where um, you beat Kansas at home, and you beat Baylor on the road, and then you beat Oklahoma State by 30. Um, I don't think most people were saying like, "Okay, we're going to win it all and we're going to go to the Final Four, even though we kind of looked like a team that would. But then, and then when, but when you don't play well for a stretch of games, it's like, "Okay, we're going to get bounced in the first round." <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you, it's it's weird how the, uh, you know, your people are more inclined to kind of latch on to a pessimistic take or when oh, things are going sure. bad, you know, than they are when. Uh, things are going good. I mean, we're probably somewhere in the middle. Um, and, and I, I've said this before, we're gonna, it's gonna take some really um, you know, lucky, not I don't know, yeah, lucky breaks for us to make a deep run. Uh, but I think that's true for most every team that's not Gonzaga or yeah, maybe some of these other teams, but yeah. um, so we're in a boat with everyone, but like maybe the top five teams where we're going to need to get hot shooting, or we're going to need the other team to not make any shots at least once or twice. You know, maybe. We're gonna, <laughs> and it's going to need a matchup, right. Where yeah. if the other team is making shots, that needs to be the game where we make like nine threes. Yeah. Uh, that is going to take place. But having said all that, you know, from what I'm looking at, this doesn't mean a lot, but there's only six teams, six or seven teams that will be favored against us in a neutral side. And the way the bracket shakes out, you know, some of them are going to play each other. And so before they could ever, you know, you could only face like two or three of those yeah. at most yeah, in a tournament. And, and some of them wouldn't even be that big of favorites for us. So like from that standpoint, yeah, I, there is reason for optimism. I and mean, we're going to be a massive favorite in the first game massive and i think it's justified i think our style of play um yeah, there's like a level of athleticism that's required to even to not get
0: boat race bias. it yeah. doesn't matter if
1: we're making shots or not
0: like if well you- what was it i mean we were texting about it the other day with ben uh has a non-power five team wasn't it or what was it what was the non-power six in basketball well, you're know, yeah, talking a, about yeah so not like ahead. a
1: we since since we went to the no middle defense, the only yeah. teams from a questionable conferences that have beat us are Gonzaga this year, the number one overwhelming favorite, and U of H the year they went to the Final Four. Otherwise, you know, we've every team from a you know lesser conference we typically just you know beat them pretty badly. Yeah. I guess yeah. the only the closest one would have been Abilene Christian, um, a couple of years I guess last year. Yeah. So the, yeah, I think that. We're, you know, there is just this level. If you're from the Northeastern Conference um, or the Patriot League, you're, you're probably not going to be able to hang with us just athletically and, like, size-wise. And so, hopefully, you know, we'll get matched up with at least one of those and, and maybe more just depending on if we can catch some breaks with the way, you know, some upsets or something. Uh, but, we'll, you know, and then we'll be favored in the second game too by a pretty big margin. I mean, yeah. you know, four or five points. I mean, and I think our most likely outcome is, is the sweet 16. And with elite eight being really close to losing in the round of 32, if you're like talking about our like range of outcomes from a right. standpoint. So, but, but this, I, I mean, we need to play well this week. I, mm-hmm. I do think that we can't just like limp in um, to the tournament. I don't, I don't think if we want to do well from just a confidence standpoint um and and just I mean you got to play well we got to start playing well
0: like yeah well I think that's my biggest concern like somebody asked me on on the site today on Ritter sports you know what 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 did I think about the tournament and I and I said we don't get out of the first weekend um which you probably think is a is a dumb take a sports fan take but and that maybe is true and, I, and I'm not trying to be hot takey I mean I I sent a text to you and Ben in the first half of the game against TCU that we lost. Like, all right, I'm shifted into football mode. Basically, like the season's done. We had a nice run. We peaked too soon. We're with it's over. Like I've seen this before, um, and and that's that's just how I feel right now. Like, I, I I have not seen us. I mean, and, man, irony,
1: and of course, the irony is you didn't think we were going to go to the final four when we were beating Oklahoma about 28, and it, it was our fourth straight win you know, with Baylor and Texas in, in there. That's no. the irony.
0: Right. I, I get it. I understand. I I, I totally, I'm, I can only work with what I see and what is presented to me. Like I'm allowed to change my mind if, you know, you, you know, we, we start playing well again, because obviously this team can do it, but I think it's been a concern all year and we've been able to kind of, you know, paper over it with, um, ridiculous athleticism um, really you know just playing hard but and it, maybe it's a cliche and you can tell me I'm dumb but what wins now in the, in the in college basketball in this time of year is really good guard play guards that can score that can handle that can create and that's not what we do and i and i think you've seen that in these losses recently where it gets down to, like, I don't even need a good shot. I just need, like, a, a better than, you know, throwing it to Bacho, you know, with the game on the line shot. That was crazy. I That, that kind of blew my mind. <clears throat> what was – yeah, so
1: our last possession against Oklahoma State, what, what – the first thing that kind of stands out to me there is that is why you don't call timeout at the end of games. Right. If you, if you don't have to. Because of how difficult it can be to inbound the ball and like, get into a, a set. Yeah, you know we, there's frustration when we don't call a timeout and we like let like an open floor situation play out and we don't make it a basket and we lose. You know but that is all, that's why you want that to be what you do instead of calling a timeout because yeah. it, for whatever reason, with the game on the line and with us not being in the bonus. and so Oklahoma State was going to be fouling us we throw it into Tabacho who I'd said earlier had a string of four straight possessions with a turnover so we're throwing it into him where he's going to get like murdered yeah. they're going to they're going to just hack him and and he does he loses the ball it goes out of bounds and that I'm pretty sure well that was Arms that lost it and went out of bounds but you know still it was just odd to me that whatever play we had started with the ball entering into Bacho,
0: that was odd yeah and and to me I think that that speaks of desperation is not the right word, but just that like there he's as good at maybe initiating what we want to do as anybody else. And that's because there's not a guy who, you know, there, there's, I mean, this is a ridiculous example. There's not a Nigel Pat. Like we don't have a guy who like give him the ball. He's going to get a good shot. He's going to, you know, break the defense down off the dribble. He's going to pull it for three. He's going to find some space. I mean, I guess TJ is that guy theoretically, but he's not. I don't know. He's he's not that prototypical guy that you think of. I don't, I don't know. I, that that is why I'm so low right now. Is I think it's almost like when people talk about the NBA, and, and honestly, it's a criticism a lot of times, is that the regular season is basically a different sport compared to the postseason. You know, the game slows down, defense becomes more important, it's more half court sets, and Uh, And I almost think I almost wonder if college basketball is in the same way as tech was able to kind of cover up some of these, you know, ball handling creativity aspects with just transition, you know, transition points and, um, you know, just figuring out ways to score that without a traditional point guard or guard on the floor. And now that it's getting to these games really matter. You can't cover those holes as easily.
1: Yeah. And for, so we're talking about that last possession, that, that is the weakest part of the team is scoring against a set half court defense and Oklahoma state. I'm looking now has the seventh best defense in the country. We're one of them. That's better. So there are five teams in the country with a better defense than them. Yeah. And we have, and that's the weakest part of our team. And so that was a bad situation for us to, to be in and, you know, it's, you know, and we're on the road, which we won't be um, in the tournament. So it's, it's like, it's hard. For, there's probably not going to be a worse situation for us going forward. Unless yeah. we're playing, um, you know, our Tennessee or LSU or something maybe
0: um, in the tournament, which but I think I, the problem is, sorry, I don't, but I don't think the last possession is the problem. Like you were up 10 and then just couldn't score again. It wasn't, you know, and, and those weren't all that situation. Like there were other ways to put the ball in the basket and you could not do it. Like TCU, the game you lost in Fort Worth, they tried to give you that game and you could not, you, you were literally like throwing the ball to the, the team in the wrong Jersey over and over again, you know, like, your defense would get stops. Here's another chance. Nope, I'm just going to throw this pass away. Like, I think that's what I'm concerned about. It's not necessarily, like, these last plays, but, like, we shouldn't even have been in those situations is my biggest concern.
1: Yeah, we haven't played well offensively the last three games. And and the turnovers has been an issue. And we'd said it on another podcast where it was – I thought it was odd that in the non-conference – we had turned the ball over so much. And then through the first maybe 12, 13 or 14 big 12 games, we like hadn't done it. And we were first or second in the conference lowest turnover percentage. Yeah. And then since the UT game in Austin, we've turned it over on like, you know, like 25% of our possessions, I guess. I think even against, even the OU game where we, we boat raced them, uh, we were turning the ball over a lot. Yeah. There was, some yeah, we had 16. We, yeah, we, we turned it over on 25% of our possessions. In that yeah. game too. Uh, And so that's, I mean, yeah, we're not going to make a we if if we turn it over twenty five percent of our possessions in the first and second round, uh, odds are we'll lose one of those games.
0: I yeah. think. and I think that's that's where that's where my mind is at. You know, like I think of the elite eight year. If if Tech plays a SFA team or a team like that SFA team, I think they lose. But how many teams are that good at that level? I guess.
1: Yo, know, that was it. Yeah, no, that was maybe the best 14 seed in the tournament. Yeah, that was a bad that was a tough matchup. And that wasn't they were athletic. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's not that would be a bad matchup for us, for sure. A team like that.
0: And I guess and maybe like I'm dumb for picturing 14, 13 seeds that way. But all I can think of is if that is the matchup, which whichever SFA that is, you know, in the, in the coming weeks and and Tech is playing this level of offense while turning the ball over at that rate. And I don't know, it just, I'm concerned. And I, I've said that several times in text to you and Ben, like, I don't like the way it looks. I don't, I don't see how it gets fixed either. And I think that's, which is weird because like you said, it wasn't that long ago when there were not, we were saying on this podcast, it's boring to talk about this team because there's no problems, <laughs> you know, like I, that wasn't that long ago.
1: <laughs> and I, you know, the team that's been out there the last three games is it's, that's kind of why I said we need to play well in the tournament uh, in the conference tournament this week, because the team that was, yeah, the team that showed up these last three games is probably a team that doesn't get out the first weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: But the team that was there, you know, the last the two months before that does, I think, go make and can make a deep run.
0: I mean, Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I guess it's just a question of, you know. And Adam said today that
1: we were healthy, you know, and yeah. I'd, I'd like to see McCuller, um surely he can't hurt. I'll, I mean, he can turn the ball over. Yes. I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen him be like an answer or suggested as an answer for some of I mean, our problems. But he he's tried some, to give
0: two games away with. When teams oppressed us in the final minute,
1: yeah, he's had some big turnovers. But I, I think he helps more in what you were talking about. Like when you're saying it wasn't the last possession against Oklahoma State; yes. it was the yeah, 13 yeah. before that. Yes, he sets we, the table. So we didn't score for 13 uh, straight possessions, which might be a record for us. And a, I'd have to look. Uh, he, you know, he probably helps in that regard, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we we got to get this taste out of our mouth. Uh, yeah. And the, kind of the more I talk about it, there, there was a number. I was talking about Circa earlier. I was, uh, you know, we're like, I can get a number that's way better. I can bet on tech to win the conference tournament somewhere that's better than what's being offered at Circa. And I'm kind of talking myself into it almost in this right. podcast because I think we need it more than we have in the past. Sure. You know, need to play well. And I like the first matchup for us, yeah. Iowa State. And then, uh, you know, if you can win that game, I like playing Baylor because that almost kind of feels like a free roll um, for us. You know, we lose that game and it doesn't hurt us at all in yeah, terms yeah. of resume or however. And you lose it, okay? We we took two of three from Baylor, or you win and it's like <laughs> we beat Baylor three times. I mean, <laughs> uh, and so that I like that. I like our just the, the way this is kind of set up for us. Uh, I'd rather play, you know, Iowa State than a. Oklahoma State or TCU, yeah, or Texas. Um, you know, I guess even Arizona. Kansas, Kansas State. State. I think Kansas yeah. State is a bad matchup. Although for Noel is, <laughs> I think, still uh, dinged up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was talking today. They they're so they're they're being given a 0.7% chance of winning the conference tournament. And so they gotta win four games. And yeah, Noel yeah. is hurt, but like 0.7 percent. I think I mean if Kansas is sitting David McCormick, um and I know Kansas doesn't want to play Kansas State.
0: No. But. Yeah. I mean, like I somebody posted the, the shot quality, posted the uh, you know, what they their odds, and they gave tech a, <clears throat> a 20% chance to win the, the tournament, which seems high to me. Um Baylor 21, Kansas 30, Kansas State one percent chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's why the 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 betting market's probably got a better number cuz it's it's accounting for Kansas being dinged up a little bit. It's got us at like 24 and uh Kansas like 27. Yeah. But um yeah, I think I'd like to I can't we'll see cuz things could and maybe for our chances and for for tech, we need the Big 12 to be what everyone thinks it is. You know, if we if we aren't playing Big 12 teams who have seen us Multiple times, yeah. And just you run this gauntlet of playing these teams round robin, and they're all play great defense. They're all have. I mean, TCU is thought to be of just this like low level Big Twelve team. And I mean, they are as athletic as anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. But yeah. uh, if we can get out of that and and start playing some of these other like more finesse type teams, hopefully, just the way that we, if you're if the bracket works out for us, yeah, we could be. Like, okay, oh, my God, you know, here we are. We're back. Suddenly, we can't be boxed out. Suddenly, you know, the other team can't get the ball off the floor or, uh, against us. Um, and and the, we're back to, like, doesn't matter if, we're, if we can't hit a shot.
0: Right. You know? Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask, too, is are, are the off the offensive problems we've seen, especially the turnovers, could that be something – like, it's not necessarily systematic of, like, offensive failure – but more like you just said, these teams, they know us, they scouted us.
1: And it's a weakness for us. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so but it's like, also when
0: you, when you play somebody twice, it's a lot easier to pick at that weakness than it was the first time. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, and you, you can be kind of solved in a way, you know, if like somebody does something against us that gives us problems and, and then the next team just, you know, duplicates that. And it's like, you know, you can, it's just the week in, week out. It's a, it's, it's tough. Whereas in the tournament where you start playing these guys on these quick preps and they, you know, you have to sell out to win that first game. And then you've got, you know, less than 48 hours to get, to play us. You can't yeah. really, it's not the same as a, in, in a round Robin big 12 schedule. So, I mean, um, that,
0: that makes me feel better. Um, like, cause like I said, I mean, like, you know, I'm pretty <clears throat> down on what's happening right now, but I hadn't really thought about like how tough the Big 12 is or how how tough we hope like, it better yeah, be exactly how how tough we hope the Big 12 is um and especially because i mean you know Jamie Dixon is somebody i like to make fun of um but you know i think i joked with you and Ben like did he crack the code <laughs> you know on how to beat us and and it's like you said maybe like maybe Kansas State tried to do you know, what TCU did and they, they're just not as good. And then Oklahoma state, you know, and so I don't know if, cause yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I and I, I do feel better though. You saying that, you know, it's, it's a lot different preparing for us in a tournament setting than it is a big 12 schedule.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I think what TCU did to us, there is this kind of threshold of like of athleticism and shot making combination uh, that it takes to like execute that against us. And it's, and we'll see those teams, we'll see teams in the tournament that are at that level, but we'll also see some that, that aren't right. But going to the throwing the ball to the other team. I mean, that's bad. Right. But it's it for our team, especially it's, it's so bad because the strength of our team is our half court defense. And so when you throw the ball to the other team, it almost like completely negates that when they're running the other way, Uh, this one strength of our team that has, we need to kind of pick up offensive rebounding, you know, when you, you can't get an offensive rebound when you throw it to the other team. Right. Um, and so it's just like such a terrible thing for us. Like we, we getting a, sh- a ball onto the rim is so important for, yeah. for our team for in, in, in multiple ways. Um, and maybe the most important being if their big guy has to rebound it and then pass it to a, a little guy, odds are they're not going to score against us. Yeah. Yeah. Or if we make a shot and they're inbounding it and we're doing that soft press where they don't get the ball, you know, they don't cross the, the uh, timeline until there's like 10 seconds left. Um, they're probably not going to score. And so that, and then also, that's how we score, right? right <laughs> like right. when we yeah. force them to have to work on offense, they give the ball to us and then we run the other way. So it's like, it's such a, we, you know, I guess there's, it's bad no matter who you are to throw the ball to the other team, but, uh, it's not, you know, a, a Kansas or a Baylor can can make up for it much easier than we can. Right. Just we, with
0: shot making. Right. Well, and I, and I you know, that's a good point is like I've I know like the defense statistically has played well, but it just seems like when I watch, you can't necessarily get the stop when you need the stop. But that's a good point you just brought up is it's a lot harder to get that stop. In transition, which the turnovers are leading to so many transition opportunities, uh, so, yeah, so that that makes me feel a little better too. But that still comes back to stop throwing it to the other team. Can we do that?
1: Yeah, and I don't know if we can. But but to your point, though, I, and maybe throwing to the other team contributed to this. But the but TCU loss and Kansas State win were two of the worst defensive performances for us. Now they were they. They weren't bad, and and to an average team, you know, allowing them to score right at you know one point per possession isn't awful. It's bad for us, yeah. and it's it's bad when you can't score. Um, but uh, yeah, it. So that's another part, reason, you know. Yeah, our defense in those two games didn't play that well. I right. Mean, it did against Oklahoma State, but they don't have that. They're kind of like us, Oklahoma yeah. State is. Um,
0: yeah. And, I think the Oklahoma state thing is if like, I even had my Oklahoma state friends texting me, like, did y'all have somebody, like what just happened? You know, did y'all have somebody out? (laughs) Like I, like they were kind of, you know, like a lot of people, like they checked the score, saw tech was up 10 and just assumed like with our defense style of play that game's over. And then it's not, you know, and they were, you know, they're kind of checked out just based on their situation. And so it was kind of annoying getting texts like what just happened. You know, it's like that's that's kind of been the story of the last couple of weeks is not being able to to kind of execute, whether offensively or defensively when you need to. Yeah.
1: And our defense didn't let us down in that stretch either. We had five straight stops and I was kind of checking the Ken Palm. Um, like predictor and the ESPN one during the game, like our chances, we were even though we were allowing them to score and cut that lead we actually had like a higher chance of winning um, towards the end of that game because we forced five straight stops, you know, and right. like four, four minutes ran off the clock. Yeah. And so like, yeah, our lead went from 10 to four or five, but uh, we still had like a, it's just, you know, it's crazy that we, we had 13 straight empty possessions in that game. One of which was a goaltend that they missed. Right. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I thought that was a, a missed goaltend on, uh, and on Bryson's shot, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It, that's a good point. And like I said, I mean, if you win that game, you know, 53 to 52, you have all the same problems. Am I, am I as down as I am right now? I don't know. You know, like, I wish I, I, wish I could say that. Yes, I would be. I don't like the way this team has looked, but I don't know. It, uh, it's, it's a weird deal. I just, I don't like, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the turnovers. Like not only is it the turnovers, but it's what the turnovers do to our strength, which is the defense. I mean, 20, I, that number is blowing my mind. Turning the ball over on twenty five percent of your possessions is that seems ridiculous. Yeah, and they're and they're not. Yeah, and it it seems like,
1: and I'll pull it up. It doesn't track it, um, but yeah, they're not all like. Uh, charges or throwing the ball out of bounds or committing some kind of illegal screen, they're open floor turnover. Yeah. A lot of them are open floor turnovers. We yeah. had, we um, were stolen on 11% of our big 12 possessions, which is eight in the conference out of 10. And I don't know what that, what it was, you know, prior to the UT game in Austin where we were right. doing well, but it was a lot better because I mean, th- th- there was a time where, uh, during the season I, it was probably like mid february where i was sending like screenshots i'm like what is happening we have the lowest turnover percentage in the conference yeah man. i mean it was it doesn't make sense um but it it came I, mean, I guess the unfortunate thing is i think our we're not as bad of a three point shooting team as we <laughs> as we are on paper but it's played out that way like we haven't <laughs> we haven't shot well even though we we aren't as bad but our turnovers did kind of come back to earth which right that we needed – if our turnovers were coming
0: back to earth, we needed our three-point shooting to, to show up, <laughs> and it, it has not. Yeah, just a, a bad combination. Yeah, I, the turnovers just scare me. And, and maybe, maybe that's another thing, like you said, is when your offense gets scouted a little more, you know, it's a little easier to know, like, he likes to get the ball here out of this set, this look, be looking for that. Um, but, yeah, I don't – like I said, I am – I, I, I said I'm, I'm shifting into football mode because I just I don't I don't see a tournament run, either Big 12 tournament or NCAA. And so, you know, feel free to to mark this and, and make fun of me here in a few weeks. But, you know, that's just where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, I hope we will be doing that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do too. <laughs> That's the thing. I would love to. I would love to be wrong. <laughs>
1: if, and like, if we ended on some strengths or ended on some positive, this was yeah. this was the best defensive rebounding season for Tech since we joined the Big Twelve. It's not even close. I mean, we right. had stretches in this con- like ten year stretches of being the worst in the conference, and it it reminded me of like defensive tackles in football. Like, we just couldn't get rebound guys that were big enough or strong enough to rebound in the, in this league. And we solved it when we you know, were making uh, – going to the Elite Eight and Final Four. And then the last two years were terrible again. But this year is the, is the best without question. And that's, that's something that travels and shows up. It's not like shooting. You generally are – if you're a good defensive rebounding team, it just doesn't go away. We also led the conference in steal percentage, which is why our offense like points per possession production was so high, in my opinion. Um, in the conference, because when we stole, we turned people over a lot. We scored off our defense a lot. Yeah, yeah. We had the second highest block percentage, which is to me so impressive because we don't have a real legitimate shot blocker. Yeah. Um, so it's
0: like, those it's like guards shot blocking.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that, that's those two things. We're going to have to rely on that and, and um, you know, not throwing the ball to the other team. Is something it should be an easy fix, right? I mean, it
0: shouldn't be that hard to not throw it together. <laughs> maybe you, it is. You would you would absolutely think so. And that's the thing. You fix that. I mean, like it's like you said. I think these problems are connected. You fix that, and and you may look like you did a month ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to get blown out. I think it's and that that is a positive. You are you are going to be you're going to be in a position. To win, I would think every game left on the schedule, um, and, and that's really all you can ask for. Can you be? Can you get there with a chance to win? Um, like, just thinking about to the you know to the Arkansas loss in the last tournament. Like, as frustrating as that was, as, as poorly as we played at times, you could have argued we still should have won that game. You know, you make silly. a yeah. Um, and I, and I think that is that's been a a, a trait of this generation of Tech basketball is, is you're in these games. With a chance to win, so like as down as I am, is as, is as, uh, you know I don't have much hope in, in what's going to happen. I do I do know that you're going to be in the game with a chance to win it within the last minute, and or something has gone terribly wrong.
1: It'll be interesting to see how games are called when we're playing in the tournament. With you know, I don't know even know how the referees work, but I mean I'm sure it's you know neutral refs who've never seen us before, and it's uh, tournament setting because we also had I mean the the rate at which we were shooting free throws in the conference this year is just, um, like legendary yeah. for yeah. a tech team. Yeah. I mean, it's on, it's on par with some of those Kansas teams that had NBA bigs, you know, the, or Ozabuki or Joel right. Embiid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That, 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 that part is- makes me a little, I don't think that's something that we can rely on, uh, or, or, you know, every game in the tournament.
0: Yeah. yeah. I,
1: think, I think they might, um, either, um, not they might call if we're if it's a super physical game, um, they might call it really, really tight on us, which might hurt us, um, or they might just not not give us the benefit of the doubt on some of these calls that we get in the Big 12. But maybe yeah. maybe we do. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you would almost think it would benefit us either way. Like if they're calling it tight, then we're getting to the line based off our style of play. I mean, it's also bad on the defensive end. And then if they're letting things go, that kind of suits our style. Yeah, it's true. Offensively, so I don't know. Um, I know one thing, and, and and you can we're gonna talk about some NFL draft stuff if you're done with basketball. Um, but you, before we got on here, you looked at um, kind of what we're looking at for easy heading into the NFL NFL draft uh, after the combine, which he didn't run, and we kind of talked about you know his running numbers may impact these odds that you saw. Um, but yeah, and
1: I think so post draft is like the first time they're putting up odds on like draft props and there's um, 27 wide receivers listed in them like that you can pick from to be the first receiver selected. And these are guys that are probably that they have a chance of getting drafted and as a comma isn't on here and it's like, I mean, I'm sure he, that doesn't mean he's not going to get drafted, but he's not one of the best 27 guys um, that's in the that's eligible to be drafted. It makes me wonder if he should have stayed or if there's something that's not good for him, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, and that was kind of, it, I mean, like we were getting word that it sounded like he was staying for a long time, you know? Um, and then it kind of seemed like all of a sudden he was gone. Um, and so it's been kind of a weird situation from the beginning. Um, but I think it it is all going to depend on what he runs because I think if you watch his tape, you see like a physical freak, but not necessarily one that gets separation. He he gets separation through his physicality, not necessarily his speed. And I think that speed is going to be next necessary at the next level. So I think maybe that changes a little, um, and you know better than me how these odds change. But if he runs a good time, maybe he can jump up there. But I don't know. It's not it's not great.
1: Yeah, I wish we had him. I mean, it's weird. I, I can see why maybe it doesn't uh, – wouldn't translate to just – I don't know how fast he is. But yeah. he, he was as good as I've ever seen. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. With, with the ball in his hands and just throwing guys down. And maybe that's a knock on him. You know, if, if you watch his highlight tape, like they – you know, I'm sure if you're going to watch a, a game for him, you watch the U of H one because yeah. their cornerback is going to be one of the first guys taken. And when he when he was catching balls in that game, it was – that guy was on the ground yeah because he had thrown <laughs> him down right and so, is that something that's like well is that you know like a legitimate did he legitimately get open there or did he just right. throw this guy to, to the ground
0: yeah know. yeah and i think that's a concern but he's like i know this is kind of a joke but like he's one that i could legitimately see like put on some put on a little more weight and become a tight like a guy i compared him to is ricky seals jones who played it in a-, a-, a M, who has had a pretty good career as a tight end, uh, I think he's bounced around some, but he's stayed in the league. Um, but again, that, that I think that depends a lot on, on what that time is because, yeah, a lot I mean, a lot of his catches were contested. Um, but was that because that's just his style? I don't know, it, it's it's definitely a weird deal. But um, and he,
1: we had a bunch of questions, didn't we? Or did you answer most of them?
0: I answered most of them. Uh, the one, I think that I left, I guess there was two that I left for the podcast. The first one was somebody asked, um, you know, cause I, like I said, I said that I don't expect a deep tournament run. And so somebody said, well, based off that, what do you think the roster looks like next year? And I said, like, I expect a big roster churn just because that's the nature of college basketball anyway. Um, but I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Like, if, you know, if we don't make it out of the first weekend, do you think this roster looks a lot different?
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's. I think. I guess it's possible that O'Banner and Shannon come back. And yeah. If, if they do, um, I think we have um, Lamar Washington, Tyson, and Robert Jennings, signings. Pop Isaacs, Pop- right. And Pop Isaac, So that's four. And I think we're losing four. And so, if you if those two guys come back, you technically don't have a spot. Although you could, you know, you, you always lose some someone you don't expect. But long story short, I mean, if O'Banner and Shannon come back, it's possible we don't look at. There's not a ton of roster churn. I would think we're going to get a, a big a grad transfer type a bigger guy um, that can shoot. Hopefully, somebody to to replace Bryson. Um, but I wouldn't. You know, I don't expect Pop Isaacs to like come in and play 20, 25 minutes. Maybe he does. Uh,
0: Somebody asked that. And I said, if his shot translates, then he could, but we've seen that not necessarily happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think he's somebody that needs to, I would think, put weight on. He seems light and he's not like a uh, freak athlete type guy. So that may not translate as quickly as people would think. And then, like you know, Robert Jennings is a guy that is doesn't seem to be. Um, he's a big body type guy who's probably not as skilled um, to play right away. But the Washington guy seems like he might be uh, someone that could play kind of like a TJ Shannon type minutes or role his first yeah, year. As a freshman, and, um, yeah, as a freshman. And so, uh, yeah, that's a good question because if but because then if you lose Shannon and O'Banner, then you're probably going to be getting big minutes from transfers we don't know about.
0: Right. Kind of like this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I would also think Malik Wilson probably, you know, has a big role on next year's team. Yeah. Much bigger than this year.
0: That's a good point. I I like in my mind, I love him. I lump him in with arms and Bryson, but, and Davion, but that's not accurate. Um, and then the, the last question that I saved is theoretical basketball game, me and your starters, we have to fill out the other three starters with, with RRS staff members. So, who are they? And then, who is the sixth man off the bench? Uh, Golan Ben Golan chimed in with, he does everything that Clarence does, just without the speed, the defense, the high effort. <laughs> so... Yeah.
1: so he throws it to the other team
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's a turnover machine that is is what Golan is implying I mean I think you have level out there we we need both I think we need some size so you 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 throw level out there how tall is Bill I don't even know
1: I don't either yeah this is tough for me I haven't haven't met most anyone anyone in person yeah uh, besides Ben Chris and and uh Dickens and I, I mean I would think Dickens might be in it he's in pretty good shape or uh, you know, we need somebody. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I would be in there. I, I play at least. So yes. uh, I would probably be in some, you know, in the mix.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're nailed on starters. That that's, that's out of the question. We got to find three guys who complement us. That's, that's the nature of this question. I have not played since my Achilles disappeared to be working. Um, but uh, I have started I'm I'm back in I'm I'm Robert, the running is happening the jumping is happening so so we're not we're not too far off from getting back in it.
1: Um, We've added four transfer offensive linemen, which is just awesome. Um, I think the timing of McGuire to me is like people are going to think that this podcast like,
0: skipped. <laughs> Because uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> you just went, I, I was in the middle of describing this basketball game and then just out of nowhere, four. Like, I thought you were going to say we've added four Red Raiders Sports staff. Oh, over. we have. Yeah. I, that's
1: part of why I can't really answer because we, we have a big roster and yeah. I don't really know who does what or, uh, you know. But yeah, sorry. Go it, ahead. I mean, but yeah. The, the trans- yeah, let's talk about yeah. the, the, when you think about most first year classes. Are whiffs and busts, and it's just so hard for a guy to, you know, scramble to keep the yeah, guys. Yeah, because you're just trying to get admitted. numbers. Yeah, where and then, but when you look at the timing of McGuire, and we get these <clears throat> additional signees because of the the one year waiver, <clears throat> we, you know, it, it's as best, it's as good of a high school haul as we've had in a long time. Yeah, but it, but it, we were also, I mean, we're still in the mix for a defensive line transfer, and I think we've got more spots that will go to guys who we think can play right away. I mean, we're going to add 10 10 11 12 transfers and th- combined with the 10 or 11 that 12 high school guys that McGuire's got plus the keeping a majority of of the high school guys that Wells already had. I mean, it's just uh it's crazy how this this class is shaping up. I just can't imagine it go, like any coach um, doing better, put, putting together a better signing class than what McGuire did in this time frame.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we were blown away by his ability to, to get the high school talent that he did in such a short amount of time. Um, and then it seems like we need offensive line transfers. Well, here's four of them, you know, like you said, they, you know, even if you, if you hit 50% of them, that's still pretty good. You know, those are two guys that we're going to, I mean, like I would imagine two of those guys probably start, you know, uh, which was thing. Like, yeah. Maybe two. even more. Yeah. Yeah. At least two. And that, that was something that was in desperate need. Um, uh, So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's something that it'll be interesting when spring ball starts here in a couple of weeks, what does that even look like? Uh, who are those, like, are those guys, were not necessarily they were promised something, but were they, you know, are they assumed starters by the coaching staff, or they assumed depth? Is it, like, I'm very interested just to see how that shakes out because, I mean, the offensive line was not good last year, um, and and it needs to be. I mean, I think you we we joke about how awful our quarterback injury luck is, but out you know those things are related. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that shakes out.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it's tough that this is the football team will be interesting to talk about because the schedule just seems brutal. Yeah. Like, I think we could be as good as we've been in a while, which doesn't say much, but, but we could be in like, and it'd be a bad or a bad season if you're, yeah. if you're talking about wins and losses. Um, or we could like be as good as we've been or maybe not as good, just and, and that could be a really bad scenario. I mean, what our, uh, yeah, we're, our win total is probably going to be like four and a half or four or something, something yeah. crazy low.
0: Yeah, was it not that was what was it last year? Five and a half.
1: Yeah, about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, and it's going to be really hard because, like, I mean, I think I think the offense is going to be good. It's there's just so much unknown. I mean, you're like, because I think a lot of it, you know, how many close games did Tech lose under Wells? that came down to like decisions that he made and we know nothing about McGuire in that regard. And so is he going to be good in those situations? Is there going to be a learning curve? I I have no idea. And I think that's going to, that might decide a lot of things. So it's, it's going to be, like you said, really hard to talk about and almost impossible to predict. Yeah. And speaking
1: of decisions, I, I said this on Oklahoma state's last possession we're we're up by two They're in the single bonus, and there was like twenty eight seconds left. I think we could. It would have. It would have seemed crazy, and if it had backfired, it would have looked like a Wells type blow up.
0: Yeah, Uh, I would have.
1: Wouldn't have minded fouling in that scenario. I don't know if Likely was on the floor, but if he was, and so you've got Cise and him, and a a couple other guys. You know, you foul them. They're in the single bonus, so they've got to make both of them. Uh, If they make both of them, then you take the last shot. And so I, you know, I was like saying that. And then as I'm saying it, they make that three um, (laughs) to go up. But, uh, you know, I think that was close um, about whether or not it was. Yeah. About whether we maybe could have could have fouled in that situation.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I agree. I I think it's definitely something you think about, but I don't think it's something Mark Adams would do. No. I mean, he doesn't even like to foul up three. There were <laughs> so, two
1: two games this past week where fouling up three, the team lost when they did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Were
0: they both college, I assume?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, you definitely have to – I mean, I've seen it backfire on the Mavs before, just like their inability to get a rebound on that miss, you know, and it gets put back up. So it's a risk. Um, I, but like you say, it's a lot easier to do in the NBA than it is college. Um, but – yeah. So there's a, I don't know, this, this week could determine a lot of, you know, my feelings wise at least, which is very important, uh, you know, with, like you said, a run or at least looking like the team that we saw yeah, would just be great. Um, and I, and I, to, I hope that's just low. not, yeah, I, play I hope that's not gone. I, I hope we didn't peak too soon if that's even a real thing, but, um, when is, when is the tournament over? Do you have that handy? Saturday. Okay. So we will, we'll be back. And then know, cause then Sunday's bracket. So yeah, we'll be back next week to really, cause I think like we've talked about this, the run might be very dependent on our draw. And so, um, We'll get a good look at that on Sunday and kind of go from there. So, you got yep. anything else? I don't, no, I don't think so. Nerd. All right, well, we will see you guys if next week.
1: You walked into the spot.
0: From here, it's potable. These nerds nerd out a lot. If you are a big tech nerd. You walked into the spot. From here, a potable. These nerds, these nerds, nerd out a lot. Go Taylor. Go Hunter.